Blog Talk Radio. talk about but as you guys all know I do not do this alone uh, he is here I have JB Dr. Train and K-Star gentlemen welcome to the Madden Voice what up what up what up I'm with you buddy <laughs> so you know so you know I, I, I have to start at the beginning, you know, K-Star, Mr. K-Star, Mr. K-Star Bayless, you know, when we're watching the Cowboys and the Cowboys get a great win as they got Sunday night, why well, I come within five minutes of the game ending, we got to get a text talking about how you were right about your power rankings. Well, I congratulated the Cowboys, too. Yeah, I know you did that, but why? Do you do you truly believe at that moment that uh, we could give a flying rat's ass about power rankings? <laughs> I'm over here t-bowing to I'm t-bowing. Mm. Okay, I'm break dancing in my living room, and you texting me talking about the, the, the power rankings, and uh, somebody said the Eagles weren't that good or whatever the hell you said. I'm like, I, I don't care what you said. But on the note of you being a power ranking uh, a, a genius. Um, Jay, you know what, Jay? Why, why don't you handle him? Because y- why don't you handle handle Mister Mister K Star Bayless and his his self alleged power ranking genius? You want you want you want to set him straight? I I, I just really want to know why. I, I want you to enlighten us. Why? Why? Like I said, you said you warned us. Why did you warn us about the three game losing streak they had? Then help us with that one one. Uh, K-Star Nostradamus. You're still talking Why about that? <laughs> and so let's be, this is a good topic. Every NFL team, there are cycles to NFL season, and people need to understand this a little better. So I'm going to explain it. There are cycles to teams that go through the ebbs and flows where they make adjustments to the rosters, to the game plans, or they go through adversity to then become a better team. The Niners, they had their pocket a bad not even bad, just close losses. But the losses were all close except for one game. And the team was too talented. They were top five 
in so many metrics of both offense and defense to where it looks like, all right, I can get over these close losses because they're saying they're going to continue. I missed field goals, losing games. I missed field goals and stuff like that. We saw them beat, in my opinion, a really good Cowboys team, whether they did, so I had belief in them. And look at them now. You're still not answering the question, though, because if they had lost two out of three or three out of five, that's one thing. But they still lost three in a row. And I so did, what is yeah, that? One was I missed field goal. One game, Cincinnati blew them out, and then another one was one a close game. game. I get all of that. But still, they lost three in a row. As Train said it, T what? said it, you can't forget or just Why? completely displace three. Three games in a row, dog. Three okay, in a but row. They were, they, all but one were extremely close, and they were dominating every, every single team aside from that. Stretch, they, they fucking destroyed. It's like this is a team we've seen them also. It's a team that was in the NFC Championship game last year. They're a good team. Like, oh, no, it wasn't nobody's denying that they rebounded. That they, nobody's denying that they're a good team. Nobody's denying that at all. They're a great team. When everybody's healthy, they look damn near unbeatable. Get all of that. But you're saying that they went through this, this process of regrouping and all this and that. No, they had injuries. They just managed to get healthy before things got out of here. If your Steelers were in the same position, would you be saying the same thing? If Cowboys were in position, if 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 the Trains Bears were in position, you'd be saying the same thing? Probably not. Man, the Steelers had a, a nice record for a while, but I, I wasn't excited about it because I saw too many underlining things where I like knew that we weren't very good. I mean and and it's also too, it's almost like college football. It's not just how you lose is also when you lose. Them losing three in a row in the middle of the season, that says something. That's why Train had him out of the top five after three losses in a row. That's why I had him out. That's why he had him out. Three in a row. They got healthy. That's the thing. They got healthy. If they were still hurting, wouldn't be seeing this. Because there's a statistics out there that said when everybody's healthy, when Purdy's healthy, when Debo was healthy, when CMC's healthy, Ayuk is healthy, Kittle's healthy, when when that squad is healthy, that nuclear is healthy, they haven't been beaten yet. It's a health thing. And football is number of war of attrition. You can't see this coming because you don't know who's going to get hurt and who's who's not. So there's no way you can oh, yeah, I, I see it coming. Hell, everybody knows if every damn team healthy, they're going to have a good shot at winning. And this team got more talent than everybody else. All I got to do is stay healthy. Everybody's seen that, but they still lost three in a row. So you just explained why. Say that again? If you knew if if you just kind of explained one of the key factors as to why. So if you knew But you don't know when the health was the reason. They weren't season ending injuries. These weren't these weren't serious injuries. They were stuff that kept the guys out for a couple of weeks. So let me let me just let me let me but, let me jump in. Let it was obvious. Let me, let me jump in. The point though, K Star, is there has to be a weight on what happened on the field if we are always looking at what we think are going to happen then why are we why are we watching it is the game on the field it is but, on the field it's on point of field. It's on... I, I sat here and listened to you for five six straight minutes and didn't say a word please listen let me finish we saw them lose three in a row period no i don't care why they lost three in a row you can excuse one you might even be able to justify two when it gets to three consecutive losses that matters. 
And you said that that didn't matter as much as what you thought was going to happen. And that's why the three of us are like, but that's the future. And if you're right, great. Then you can say, hey, guys, my prediction was correct, and the 49ers are a top five, top three, top one team. But you're not Nostradamus. But what, so, so your prediction on what's going to happen, I mean, did anybody see Miami losing last night? Because if you did, you're lying. No one saw Miami. They were, they were I turned by the channel. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, they were favored by 13 and a half. Right. So, so, and then, you know, you go to the end of the game, and they lost. Did anybody see the Giants turning it around? Did you predict that? Did you predict Tommy DeVito turning into an actual real quarterback? No. So, I mean, it's nice that you felt comfortable with the 49ers, that they were going to re- rebound, get healthy, and do well. But at the time that they were 5-3, and three, there were eight teams, eight that had one or two losses in the NFL, eight. So you jumped four teams because you thought they were going to be okay, because you thought that they were going to be based on, you know, they're going to win, trust me, guys, blah, 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 blah. No, not trust me. Well, that's what you said. I mean, you said there's reason for it. It's like I just threw paint at a wall and said it's going to stick. The reason why it's sticking and the reason why the Cowboys, we shouldn't be surprised where they are, is coin differential is really predictive. And it beat <laughs> the Cowboys, you know, last train, but, I mean, you, you, you backed up the 2023 20, Vikings, essentially, and the Eagles, and mocked Jay for it last week in an email, which was ridiculous, by the way. Um, coin differential is predictive. Like, it's, it's actually a thing. And the Cowboys were one of the top teams in that metric all year, and now look at them, they're at the top. The Ravens at the top, the Niners at the top. So at the time of the season, I thought the Cowboys were a pretty good team. The Niners did to them was very impressive. They were first in that power rankings for a while. They had that three game skid. Yeah, they're like they still were like at top two or three point differential despite losing three games, despite you know the way it is it went lost and having top five offense and defense and yards for play and all those other stuff. Like, I mean. And again, that's why the Cowboys are good too. They're pretty similar in that regard. Well, and that's no, why they the did. Cowboys, the, the, Cowboys, the Cowboys are getting respect now because they beat Seattle, who was a playoff team, a 500 team, and now they're getting all types of respect because they beat the crap out of Philly. Before they beat Seattle, the Cowboys were getting no respect. They were be it was it was they have a cheap they have an easy schedule. We don't know what this team is. We know Philly is good. We know San Francisco is good. We think Dallas is good. That's what everybody was saying. So their wins, their point differential, their dominance at home didn't matter to people. They didn't care. They only care now because they beat Philly. And I promise you this, had Dallas lost to Philly, oh, it would have been a whole to-do about, yep, same old Cowboys. And all we would have heard was slander about, yep, when it comes to the big game, they can't win. People are waiting for the Cowboys to collapse. So, no, it's, it's not the same situation. The Cowboys literally have to go out there and, and, and win for people to give them any respect. 
And all I'm saying is that's fine. So I'm going to hold every team to the same standard. And if you lose, like the Chiefs, like the Chiefs, mm. okay, hey, you know, Chiefs are 8-5 and five now, okay? Uh, they, are, they are dangerously close to being out of everybody's par rankings. This, this Super Bowl champions, this Patrick Mahomes. So what are we going to say? Yeah, but we know Patrick Mahomes. No, let's talk about what they just lost to Buffalo at home. They lost. And that's all my point is, is that what happens on the field has to matter first. And then we can look at everything else, but we can't discount what happens on the field. That's, that's, all, I've been, that's all I've been preaching. I know. I know. I had them fifth. I didn't put them first during that time frame. Yeah. Did you put the Cowboys first? I had, I've had the Cowboys in the top five for quite a while. No, no, no. I didn't ask that. I said, do you have the Cowboys first this week? No, I have the Niners first. All right. Well, the Cowboys' point differential is better than the Niners. <laughs> yeah, but they, they played head-to-head. That's the type of oh, yeah. <laughs> I just asked you. I just asked you. Hold on. Didn't they? How many weeks ago? Yeah, but how is that not a tiebreaker? Point differential, it's almost as if that's your leading statistic because every single show we have is always point differential, as if no other statistic matters, even above and beyond the eye test. The first thing you say, point differential. Oh, they got a fantastic point differential. Oh, that point differential was That's what I put the premium on, but there's other metrics I look well, at as well, and they also played head-to-head, right? Of course. So you got to give them the Niners' advantage. You don't, you don't have to play head-to-head to be ranked higher than another team. You just need to predict that they're going to win the next time they play each other. Trank, trank. I'm just saying, man. That's what you did, bro. That yeah, was hope, your whole argument. Season, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. I hope the season taught you a lesson, buddy. Because this year has not been your best year, let's be honest, when it comes to making these predictions. Because you've been what all you, on the Eagles. What, what are you talking about? Hold on. Who's, who's predicting? I'm talking about how I, I don't predict anything. That, that's the difference between you and I. According to you, okay, well, then I'm sorry, your analysis, in your, this analysis, ranking, your analysis hasn't been on point. Let me just I can put my analysis is always on point. No, it's not. It hasn't yeah. been. And the reason why is because it's you better have, than the day you was born, my boy. Like, like what, what are we talking about? Let's, we're talking so about people who are according to you, themselves. according to the way you do power rankings. If I think the Cowboys will beat the Niners the next time they play, I should be able to put the Cowboys as number one team. Ding, ding, ding. That's that's how you did it. That's not how I did. It. That's that's how, but that's how you did it, and that was your explanation weeks ago. That's fact. We can roll back the tape. That's what you said. That's how you did your power rankings. You're talking point differential. You're talking, well, I predict this team is going to be better, so I'm going to put them higher. Based, that's based, that's how you did it. Based and yet, on you want to you you want to talk about my analysis. You everything you're saying is based on prediction. So then you can come back and say, well, I was right, or man, I'm surprised. My power rank is just based on what's what's occurred on the field and how strong teams look on tape. And until they play each other, I don't know. I, nah, bro. You've been on the Eagles too long. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My bad for them winning so many games in a row. 
They, you know, they, they, the they, they right won here. like eight or nine in a row before they actually lost too. So it's not not their fault that they're there. Man, you are yeah. hilarious. And I and I think I think K Star, you know, I came on the show last week and said I'm not worried about the Eagles, and then you're and then you text, you are right about the Eagles. Well, <laughs> okay, but I, you know, were you paying attention when I said yeah, I'm not worried about the Eagles? The only team that I have any concern about are the 49ers, not the Eagles. So I, I didn't understand your you were right about the Eagles when I had already said I wasn't worried about them, and we almost beat them a few weeks ago in their stadium. I had no worries, but I have, and I have, and I still have no worries about beating the Eagles. Do you know that the Cowboys and Eagles have not swept each other since 2011? So every metric <laughs> that you want to look at pointed to a Cowboys win. Everything. Mm-hmm. There was nothing out there that gave the Eagles a chance. And as we saw in that game, the Cowboys stopped, mud stopped. Yep. Game could should have been worse than what it was. I mean, if Dak yep. doesn't fumble. And the Cowboys get a first down here and there. That that game got out of hand. That game looks more like what uh, 49ers did to us. So I was never worried about the Niners. You didn't tell me anything. I didn't. I mean, uh, the Eagles. You didn't tell me anything. I didn't. And let me also say this. I didn't say I did. To trains to trains point. I know what I said a week ago about the Niners. I'm starting to feel a little bit better about my Cowboys and our chances against the Niners. Now, I want to see how we do against Buffalo because Buffalo coming to play. Buffalo's desperate, backs against the wall, and um, their ego is bruised. But at some point, that'll get you That'll get you through the first couple of drives. Then after that, now you got to play football. Now you got to settle down and play football for four quarters. Now that emotion has subsided and all of that, you know, they in our house and all that crap that they going to talk before the game and, and all of that. America's team, and we're going to send them, you know, okay, wonderful, thank you. But now you got to actually get on the field and you got to back it up. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing how we compete. Josh Allen, when he's on his game, can be a beast. We all know that. Would I be surprised if Dallas lost? No. But am I expecting them to lose? No, I'm not. And if Dallas does to Buffalo what I think they're going to do to Buffalo, oh, there's going to be a lot of talk about, is San Francisco really the best team? Are they? Well, what do you think they're going to do to Buffalo? Uh, Buffalo's got some key injuries on defense in some key places. And the way Stephon Gilmore has been stepping up and locking down number one receivers, um, and I know Trayvon Diggs is the truth. Um, I'm sorry, Stephon Diggs is the truth. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think they're going to win by two scores. I truly, honestly believe – that um, they're just the better team. And I don't think Buffalo has – I mean, Buffalo has some – at least three players, starters, significant contributors on defense that are out. You can't come – you can't play the Dallas and you don't got your top cornerback. You don't got – you know, you can't do that and think you're going to do well. It's not going to be well. Now, you know, it, it, is an, it is an away game, but I hear it's going to be 40 degrees and a nice day. So weather's not even going to be a factor. In December in Buffalo. Mm. God's smiling I on the Cowboys. So. God's smiling on the Cowboys. And, yeah, I put it out there. I, that's what I think. I think Dallas is going to win by two scores. That's my, that's my prediction. And I, if I'm wrong, you guys will get me if I'm wrong. I don't care. But if I'm right. <laughs> um, all right. Um, 
So actually, you know what? Before we do that, I wanted to I wanted to acknowledge um, Complex Magazine released its list of the 25 most entertaining sports media personalities. Um, for some reason, I'm not on that list. Uh, neither is Train, uh, neither is JB, neither is K Star. So I, I don't understand. For some reason, the Madden Voice didn't make the list. Um, but I will I will pull out some key names on the list. Uh, honorable mentions: Chad Ochocinco, Candace Parker, Matt Barnes, and Stephen Jackson, Marshawn Licks, Lynch, the Manning Brothers, Jeff T. Those honorable mentions. And then some of the key names, now, what, what I find interesting is some of these people I don't even know. Kenny Beecham, hey, I don't even know who that is. Um, RG3, 23, you know who he is. Joy Taylor, 22, um, I think she's terrible. But Kelsey Brothers, 21, I think they should be higher. Uh, Kendrick Perkins, 20, that's about right. Nick Wright, 19, that's about right. Taylor Rooks, 18, she does a good job, but I don't, I don't, I don't think she should be on this list just yet. Uh, Kevin Garnett, 17, that works. Paul Pierce, 16, that works. Ryan Clark, 15, he should be higher. Colin Cowherd, 14, he should be higher. Draymond Green, 13, that's about where he belongs. Uh, Theory Henry, I don't know who this is. Skip Bayless at 11 kind of surprised me. I think it's a good ranking for him. I thought he'd be higher. Now we get to the top 10, which is very interesting. Mina Kimes, number 10. Not sure I see that. Michael Irvin, number 9. Definitely should be higher. J.J. Reddick, number 8. About right for J.J. Gilbert, Gilbert Arenas, number 7. No. Cameron and Mace? The rappers? <laughs> number six. I, 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 I thought Mace was preaching. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't even know what they do. Um, I don't even know what they do, but the, the, the blip says the funniest sports commentary in industry and frequent pause moments. Um, so I, I've never heard them. So I, I don't know. Shaq number five, that works. McAfee number four, that works. Charles Barkley number three, that works. Stephen A. Smith number two. So who do you think number one is, gentlemen? Gosh. Um. Hmm. Hmm. Greeny? Uh, nope. Anybody else got a guess? Can't be no Ryan Clark, right? No, nah, I already said Ryan Clark. Oh, I'm glad you were paying attention. Oh. Shannon <laughs> Sharp? Yes! Who? Shannon Sharp. Sharp. I started to say Shannon Sharp, but I didn't, I didn't know if you said him already. No, nah, I didn't say <laughs> Shannon Sharp, number one. Wow. Very interesting list. So our goal is to make the list next year, gentlemen. That's our goal. Okay. Stay <laughs> That's it. Yeah, Cameron and Mace on there. We got a good shot. <laughs> well, if we keep, if K-Star keeps making these preposterous predictions, I think we, we, we should get, we just got to let, we just got to publicize it more. We get a lot of people listening. That's all. So, okay, so I keep doing what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You're the man. So predict that. Yeah, predict that. There you go. Predict that. Uh, any thoughts on the Mahomes? <laughs> uh, uh, I call it the Mahomes issue. 
Any thoughts? Anybody got anything to say on that? It's been covered to death. Um, any thoughts? Yeah, it was ridiculous, man. I like. I really like Patrick Mahomes. I really did not like that. <laughs> you know, it was just so whiny and bad. I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, it's, you know, it was just hard. He, he looked like a kid. Like the way he was complaining, like, bro, like the guy was clearly offside. Like Tony was. It wasn't. It wasn't like even like a. Tiki tack call. It was like dude was way over the line. How do you not call that? And then he like started complaining to Josh Allen. Like what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck he complaining Josh Allen for? Yeah, that 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 oh, was Josh, that, that was that was the worst part of it. Yeah, that was a bit oh, much. Yeah. Not and a Josh Allen patted his chest like, all right, buddy. You know, do the heat of the right thing. But it's like, oh my god, dude. Like, have some respect for for the other team. That was that was ridiculous. It was, but we're talking as soon as the game is over. I mean, that's that's here at the moment. I'm not trying to um, sidestep it or give him an out because he's just flat out wrong. But the the bigger question is, what the hell do you do with Kadarius Tony? I mean, let's put the yeah. where it really should be. What the hell do you do? And it's not his first dumbass mistake. Well, I was where you guys were at until I saw Dan Arlowski. Dan Olasky point out in the video that Kadarius had lined up offside four other times during that same game, was not warned, did not check with the referee one time the whole game, but also was not warned, did the exact same thing four other times. No warning, no communication, no penalty, nothing. It is a bit suspect that it happened all game and then it, and then at the end of the game, now obviously they didn't know. If you watched the replay, the flag got thrown um, right after the ball was was hiked, so they didn't know. It wasn't like it was a late flag or anything. So I don't believe it was intentional to you know steal the game from the from the Chiefs. But it is odd that the entire game it happened at least four times that he found on video and nothing was said. And then you know the last near the end of the game, then all of a sudden they decide to to throw a flag. That is kind of peculiar. Um, and I think that's kind of what was he it, was saying. Like, like, why now? Why? Were they as so, bad as the, uh, I didn't see them. Were they as bad as that last one? Yeah, they were all pretty much. Yeah. He was pretty okay. much lined up the same way each time. It so was very it. obvious. And I, I mean, I'm kind of with T without even seeing those, my just, Initial thought is, you know, when they talk about checking with the ref, like the refs do give warning. Like there's a precedence of that. There's a precedence of getting of warnings being given, and there's a precedence of receivers uh, checking checking with the refs. And that's what I did. That's that's pretty much what makes what pretty much piss Mahomes off. Yeah, it's like wait, we supposed to have a relationship in in doing this. And then now you call in a moment that was huge that that could have possibly won us the game. I will say this. I also think a lot of that frustration was Mahomes just being pissed with the wide receiver group in general. And now he has something that he could vent about without necessarily going off on the wide receivers. Because we all know the wide receivers. Yeah. You know, they have been happening all season long. All season long. I think, 
I think you're right because, like, you would think that he would, um, if he's going to go off, he would go off on Tony, about Tony. It seems like he kind of displaced that on the referees instead. But, like, right. he's got to be super frustrated because Tony's been fucking up all year. Right. You know? Tony, uh, we had uh, Valdez Scanchon right. drop that big touchdown yep. that would have won the game. The other game against, uh, yeah. Yeah, against, yeah. Um, right. We found two games right there that would put them in the in the discussion for not just the number one seed in the AFC, but having the best rank or best record overall in, in NFL. You know, it cost you two of those games. Two of your five losses been because of something that you shouldn't have done or should have done. So that segues into the next topic. And uh, and uh, while I hate to say this on the air. You know, your your boy wasn't feeling good all weekend, and um, today I started feeling better. And I was talking to my brother a little while ago, and I'm 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 slipping now. I'm sliding backwards, so I don't know how much longer uh, we will be on the air because uh, uh, I'm I'm starting to fade. But while I still have a, enough energy to continue, um, MVP race. I'm curious, and so so. What I really am curious about, and it, and it's very it's a very intriguing thought, when you think about Kansas City and their struggles this year, wide receiver wise, and then you look at Miami, and then we all know what happened last night, right? Tyreek went down, uh, almost allowed me to get a win over my brother at fantasy football, but didn't happen. Thank you, Mike Evans, for giving me a grand total of two points yesterday. Um, and by the way, congratulations on all of you guys and and my other brother Cobra. We're all going to the playoffs starting next week, and we're you know we're the top five seeds, four Madden Voice guys and and Cobra. And I got trained first round. Goody, I'm so excited. Be ready, bro. Yeah, man. Well, good luck. Good luck to all of y'all. I, I just think my brother's going to just run through all of us again, chump. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'm just wondering what you guys think. I know Dak right now is the top candidate currently. Purdy is a close second. Um, but what do you think about Tyreek Hill and the fact that, number one, look at Ken. Now, I know Kansas City won last year without him, but now we're in the second year. Right, and they're hurting that wide receiver, and they're not looking good. And now look at what happened last night. And you took Tyreek out of that game, and Minnesota, Miami looked lost. And you put him back in, even though he wasn't a hundred percent. Just having him on the field opened things up for them. They still lost, but I wonder if he had not gotten hurt, you know, what would happen? Um, does that boast the argument that he should be a serious contender? for wide receiver, or do you guys think it's still a quarterback award? Uh, Train, why don't you go first? I ain't taking no quarterback. <laughs> so, you know, straight up, not picking a quarterback. If you ask me, you know what I'm saying, pick Michael Parsons. Fuck these quarterbacks. I ain't gonna, you ain't going to hear me argue with you, shoot. <laughs> let's, start, let's start the bandwagon. Michael for MVP. Y'all see that sack he got with right, right, right with Lane Johnson trying to block him. Lane Johnson Dude. looking like looking like he eight hundred pounds. Micah Micah Parsons looking like my brother next to him and just powering right through him. 
power. They, they had like two people trying to block. I mean, he literally tackled two offensive linemen and the quarterback. <laughs> what are we talking about, Brock Purdy? Get the fuck out of here. If he was all in with the MVP, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. And, I'm sorry. What the fuck? Tell me one person. You, what, do mean, what do you mean? What are you talking about? You should about? know, Trey. <laughs> bro. Phone never popping up. Watch that man play. What do you mean? <laughs> Brock Purdy. He was all in with the MVP, man. They would have won one of them three games, but oh, he wasn't because it wasn't him. Right. It, was, it wasn't it wasn't him, you know what I'm saying? He wasn't the one carrying the team. Oh. You know, shouldn't even be considered personally. Oh. What the hell are we You're doing? Crazy. But that's what oh. we do. This is what I mean. You're having an off year. You're having an off year. Oh. You cannot sit here and say shouldn't even be, shouldn't even be considered Purdy. wouldn't be, be shit. When I say shit, I mean when the do, Niners have a top do, I'm sorry, top one off. Like I mean you know that soft stuff when you got the run? Matter of fact, it's like runs when you got water Amen. coming out your sure. ass sure. along with your chunks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mouth right now. Without, sure. without McCaffrey or Debo. So, oh. no, I'm not going to praise that dude. Nope. You're not going to praise – hold on, let me get this straight. <clears throat> You're not going to praise some guy who was a seventh-round pick, last pick. what round he's in. Okay, you're not going to praise a guy that has a 70% completion percentage. He's not carrying the team. Averaging 275 yards. Of He's not team, carrying the team. At 25 touchdowns. Okay. He's not carrying the train. team. Then why are they on top of the league in terms of offensive metrics and all across the board? Why are they in the Cowboys on top? Because Christian McCaffrey, Debo, both. It's not just Christian McCaffrey. Like all, 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 all because of, of, of everyone else. It's not because of everyone else. That's such a Brock lazy Brady. argument. That's yeah, such a lazy you call it lazy you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's lazy. You, you, because you, you can you, see out any great quarterback. You on the San Francisco ever. high train. You, I don't care. I, if, I don't care. Yeah, Even if they play. had a lost those games, you still been on the high train. It didn't matter. It didn't oh. matter what they did. No, he, he, like some of these throws he's making down the field are just – it's just him and Dak are playing on another level right now. To me, it's between those two. Yeah, but the, the, the difference <laughs> – let me, let, me, let me help you, K-Star. The difference is. I don't need is, help. I don't need oh, help. Oh, you need plenty of help. He the is literally awesome, and you guys don't see it because you're like, all oh, these weapons. Well, okay. Well, we've seen them, these weapons before without fucking Brock Purdy. K-Star, K- you know, fortunately for you, I'm a little under the weather, but talking over us doesn't make you right, okay? Just makes you obnoxious. So as I was about to, <laughs> as I was about to say, <laughs> if, if Purdy is what you say he is, MVP level. No one's saying he's not a good quarterback. You didn't hear anybody down the fact that he's a good quarterback, solid quarterback, certainly outperforming his draft status. But when you talk MVP, I think we can all agree MVPs make their team and the people around them better. Dak is playing at it. it, it. We've never seen Dak play this way. Thus, right now, the Cowboys are competing for a number one seed thus right now in a time where normally we see Dak throwing interceptions like last year, making mistakes, costing the team games. He's winning games. He's, he's carrying the team. Okay. The offense, the red zone issues, the turnover issues, he's fixed that. So that's why I'm okay with Dak being an MVP candidate. That's why Brock Purdy on the hand, while he's playing very well, if he was an MVP candidate, when his, when McCaffrey 
and and, and you know, actually I think McCaffrey wasn't down when Debo and Trent he, missed, he missed two games I think he missed two oh, games oh he did okay so yeah, so him and Debo out so you can't tell say that he's carrying the team but then when his key weapons are down he loses three in a row bro that doesn't make him an MVP he's still a good bro, quarterback he missed, he missed a field goal one game yeah okay yeah. They still lost. He still had fifty nine. Okay. He still had fifty nine minutes and fifty seven seconds to add more points so that it didn't come down to okay. a last second field goal. But so that argument know, he, is weak. He also threw for four touchdowns for Dak and Dak to do shit versus the Niners. I mean, you want how many weeks ago is that? What does that have to do? What does that have to do with anything? Because it's a full season body of work. You talk how many weeks ago? That, that three weeks. Those three it's losses were also forever ago too. We're we're not competing against each other we're competing against each other to win a Super Bowl not to win an MVP so what he did against Dak is irrelevant it's what he's done his body of work for the entire season so you're going to ignore the three losses where he had his key people out but you want to keep beating this dead horse about how they beat the Cowboys one week what sense does that yeah, make? because those three losses they stayed off the offense still played well those three off or those three losses that they had like this I don't. No, it didn't. What, what the fuck? Yeah, they did. <laughs> no, they yeah, they did. No, they the only exception was the Cleveland game, where they missed a fucking field goal. You gonna put that on Brock Purdy? Okay. Well, that's a game-winning drive that was missed by a field goal. Uh, that was that's, but the point, the point that you're missing, K-Star, is simple. You look at the weapons that the Niners have. You look at the weapons that the Cowboys have. If you were to take Dak and put him with the Niners and take Purdy. With nope. the Cowboys. You think it'd be the same exact thing? No. We can't. Well, hey, we're not playing. No, no, no. Holding the weapons on the Cowboys, yet Dak is doing just as much, if not more, with what he's got. That's why it's in the MVP conversation. If you just take well, they both, Purdy out they both are. and put a different quarterback in, we're not saying that Purdy is not good. We're saying the weapons that he has are so good, he has no choice but to be a good quarterback. Quarterbacks can make the weapons look good, but the weapons can also make the quarterback look good, too. Of course, but you need to – it works both ways. Why do you think Patrick's not playing well? Because he doesn't have good weapons. Okay. Well, he's not an MVP candidate either because he does, he's he not was. playing well. Because He was. He was. You're right, but, like, that works both ways. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't punish a player for having good weapons, he, but then give a player a pass because he has bad weapons. Hey, but no he is not elevating Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Everybody else. Patrick Mahomes is not elevating his team. Thus, they are losing. Thus, he is no longer an MVP candidate. That's the reality of it. We just got through talking about the drops. We just got through talking about how they're not doing their job. He's not elevating them. He's not figuring that out. Thus, and Patrick Mahomes is still, to me, the best quarterback in the NFL. But when we're talking about an MVP, who is elevating their team? Who is saying, get on my back? I'm going to carry you no matter what. I got you. I have not seen Brock Purdy do that just yet. He's yeah. playing well. What do you want to see from him? What do you want to see from him? I want, I, want, I, want to, I want it to see them not lose three in a row. Get, get, you know, he got totally outplayed by Joe Burrow. Okay. Um, you, you don't bring that up. You, you keep beating me up about them beating Dallas, but what about Cincinnati spanking the 49ers? Why don't you, why don't you bring that up when we talk about the 49ers? That was 49ers? a good win. That was a good win for the fucking yeah, so, why doesn't that, so why doesn't that count against Brock Purdy if you want to have 
the 49ers game count against Dak and Dallas, then why doesn't the here's why win? here's why here here's why. First of all, I think that for, I think both those players are either one of them you get the MVP award to, right? I think it's between Dak and Purdy. First of all, second of all, if we're splitting hairs, I'm saying you can use that as a tiebreaker. I'm saying you should let it play out regardless. I don't know who's going to win, but I think it's between those two for a good reason. So, so we we're gonna have 17 games, but let's make sure that the tiebreaker is the one game they played by the end of the season. It'll be uh-huh. 10 weeks ago, and that'll be the tiebreaker. Even if even if even if Dallas wins out, and San Francisco loses another one, and Dallas gets no, another no. one. Seat. If, if Dallas, no, 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 if Dallas, no, no, if Dallas, I'm saying let's see, let's let's let the year play out. But if Dallas were to finish with a better record than the Niners, then no, you don't need a tiebreaker. Then you have that argument as well. Yeah, I, I don't like think a, a game. I don't think a game ten weeks ago will serve as a tiebreaker for an MVP competition. We're talking well, I don't about think a body that, of, otherwise ahead of him. They're about it's well, a thing. Well, I don't know. When I watch football, Bert Purdy isn't lined up covering Dak. <laughs> so, you know, he's running his offense and Dak's running his offense. And what Purdy does doesn't affect what Dak does, and what Dak does doesn't affect what Purdy does. So I don't get that whole philosophy. I don't, I don't, I don't see the relevance there. What I'm saying to you is, over the course of a year of this season, I don't feel as though Purdy has done more to elevate his team than Dak has at this point in the season. Now, that could change. Still got four games to go, so that could change. But right now, and I think that's kind of what Train was saying when he said, you know, he, he, I don't want to put words in Train's mouth because, you know, but. So, K-Star, are you saying that Purdy is your MVP? For now, yeah. But I think it's like a razor thin between only those two players. I think Tyreek's great. I just think he's more, I think he'll probably be offensive player of the year. But like Dak and and Purdy are are playing at elite levels. Period. Purdy, most MVP. Get over the name, bro. Don't be a don't be a name brand guy. Wow. JB, who's your awesome. MVP? Tyreek Hill. And that's coming from a Cowboy fan. Who's crazy? And turn in your Cowboy card. Boom. I put it like this. My ranking is, is Hill, Dak, Purdy, one, two, three. As of as of this moment, like y'all said, it's subject to change. But if we had to do it right now, those are my three. So I will. So here's my thoughts on Tyreek Hill. Phenomenal year, phenomenal player, high impact. Um, certainly has made Tua a better quarterback. Certainly, I have no issue with him being in the discussion, but. When, when you look at the history of wide receivers and none of them have ever won an MVP, Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, T.O., Chris Carter, um, I can go on and on. Larry Fitzgerald, I mean, guys that have over 1,000 catches, um, Hall of Famers, uh, and, and never won an MVP. And as a matter of fact, I think you can count the number of votes. I think Jerry Rice, uh, I want to say it was 1987, got a couple of votes for MVP. Other than that, they don't even get votes. I can't get behind now it's going to be Tyreek. 
you know, he's doing something that, okay, he might get 2,000 yards, be a new record. That's great. So they're also playing 17 games. So let's keep that, let's keep that real. But beyond that, I don't see anything that I haven't seen from a bunch of other superstar wide receivers. I'm not seeing it. So he might get a few more yards. That's just a matter of the quarterback throwing him a few more times. Beyond that, you know, I, I don't, I don't, for, for me, for a wide receiver to get this award, man, he got I, I don't know, he got to – I would honestly, be totally honest, none of y'all might agree, I would look at Debo Samuels before I looked at Tyreek because Debo clearly does a lot for that team. He's a wide receiver. He runs from the running back position, and he returns punts. So we're looking at – a, a, a multi-purpose guy who is high impact, and we saw what happened when he wasn't on the field. That's I would saying. consider that before I consider Tyreek, frankly. Hey, don't tell K-Star that, though. He doesn't. <laughs> 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 we doing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tyreek Hill is a great player, but there's no way a receiver should win MVP unless – like quarterbacks across the board, there's not like a clear contender that are playing really well. But you have you have two quarterbacks that are playing at elite level. They're not on the field. Okay. Huh? They don't make no. He's just saying, and I know it's two quarters, but if we're to get a larger measure stick and have it look the same way, wow! I don't think he's going to get it because of, of everything TJ said, and it's too bad because we've had so many great receivers throughout the years that were more deserving. But I, mean, I wish that would – I know it's not going to come to an end. I just wish it would because it should be truly the most valuable player, not the most valuable quarterback. Thank you. <laughs> hey, I, I, I honestly can get behind Micah because I think people don't realize – I mean, did y'all, did y'all see the stat? Two players in NFL history have started their careers with 12 sacks for the first three years. Reggie White and Micah Parsons. Now, y'all know how bad of a dude Reggie White was. Right. And Reggie White's first year was with the USFL. So, Micah's the only one to do it for three straight years as a, starting as a rookie in the NFL. Because Reggie came over from the USFL. I'm not going to diminish it, though, because Reggie you still, I mean, they got a thing on one of the, one of the uh, I think it's a 30 for 30 or something, the minister of defense I'm looking forward to seeing because he was always one of my favorite mm-hmm. players, Reggie White. He was just that dude yep. was just that dude was just a bad boy. And uh I like I like okay, we know Mike ain't gonna win it. Okay, so let's we won't spend any but I like Train's thought on impact and looking at players that single handedly can change a game. And that's Micah. Y'all you know, you, you and I know Train loves watching defense, but I'm telling y'all Y'all watch the Cowboys. I know, Jay, you watch it, and I, I gather train when he's watching. K-Star, if you watch Dallas, take a few plays and just watch Micah Parsons' engine. Just focus he's on awesome. Micah. Now, you got a, you got a bad boy. You got, you, got a, you got a Watt brother over in, uh, in, in, in Pittsburgh. It's, it's, it's pretty damn good. Team, yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're cut from the same cloth. It's the same yep. kind of player. I think Micah's a smidge better, but it's, it's arguable. But the same kind of player. Mm-hmm. That engine doesn't stop. Hard to block. Like, and, you know, I played one year of football. Long time ago. 
I played defensive end. Okay. Now, I didn't play, obviously, at that level. I was a little boy playing defensive end. But I got tired. <laughs> you know? And I was a kid with all kind of energy. And I got tired. I don't know. These dudes, man, that just continue to just every play, just to do what they do, man. God bless them. So, but I, I like I like Train's thought. I, I wish they would diversify the MVP award a bit and let's not make it. Maybe come up with a separate award for quarterbacks. You know? Um, all right. That's what they need to do. Yep. All right, last topic of the night. Um, so we all had the Ravens. Uh, oh, by the way, power rankings, um, kind of anticlimactic now because we kind of talked about it. But um, everywhere under the sun, the Niners are clearly the number one team in the NFL. Um, all of the power rankings I looked at had either the Cowboys or the Ravens as number two and the Cowboys or the Ravens as number three. Stephen A. Smith had the Cowboys number two. Shannon Sharp had the Ravens. NFL.com had the Ravens. And if you don't see the Ravens, you see the Cowboys. So um, we have the Cowboys unanimously at number two. We have the Ravens unanimously at number three. Um, Most of the power rankings I looked at around had the Eagles at number four. Stephen A. Smith has the Eagles off. I think it's personal because he, you know, worked in Philly. So I think he's just disappointed. So he doesn't have them on his at all, but. Uh, Shannon Sharp and uh, Jeff Saturday, NFL.com, had the Eagles at number four. We all had the Eagles at number four. So the top four teams are pretty, pretty. you know, that that's pretty much it. It's the fifth team that varies. Um, I saw a lot of Dolphins for number five. I think we all felt the same way that that loss was stupid. And you're fighting for a number one seed at home. You don't lose that game, especially when you're up 14, four minutes to go. Uh, clearly the four of us felt the same way because none of us gave the Dolphins a, a fifth spot. JB had the Browns and literally said, uh, you know, who else? Like, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll stick them in there because, you know, who else? I'll put the Lions for the same reason. Uh, I was very happy that the Bears did their job and uh, did, a, did a nice job trained, a nice job beating the, the Lions, man. I know that probably made your year, but, man, what a nice win for your team. Um, and then training hey, that's why we're watching it right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. I watched the whole game, man. I was, man, I, you know, I, I got a Walter Payton jersey. I should have went and put it on because, man, I was rooting for them Bears. Um, Train and K-Star both had the Chiefs at number five. And, again, I think we're all struggling. Like, okay, there's really no yeah. obvious number five pick. So, um, so we got the Chiefs. TMV has the Chiefs at number five. So, uh, despite the discussion, we, we're all on the same page pretty much for power rankings. So, um, so good job. Last last topic of the night, um, outside of the Ravens, and I guess it'll you know segue off of our power rankings. I guess if the Ravens right now are leading to be the number one seed, who's the biggest threat to take the Ravens out? Who do you think could be the team the Ravens should look out for? And and I don't necessarily mean record wise wins and losses. I mean okay, let's get into the playoffs now. Let's say the Ravens get the first round by. Um, but there's going to be, you know, six teams, two through seven, and then they're going to play some games, and then we're going to be down to three teams. So who should they fear? Who should the Ravens be like, yeah, I don't want to play them? I have a thought, but I'm going to go last. So, JB, who you got? Or Train, go ahead. Um, I'm sorry. As soon as you asked that question, I pretty much 
had an answer right off the top. Um, yeah. I think the most dangerous team for the Ravens would be Buffalo. Bruh. Bingo. I agree. Completely. JB, you got a thought, same or different? I mean, I, yeah, I, if, if the, I, I can go with Buffalo. I was going to just go different. I would say uh, Miami because of the fact they've got so much speed in that defense. When it does get going, it, it can cause some, some problems. But I definitely can see Buffalo as well just because when Josh Allen is playing this type of football, that's a scary team. That's a scary team. So I'll say you. Okay, Star. I think Bills are the right choice, but I think the Browns are also right there. Um, for one, division rival, obviously. Now, for two, they have one of the top three defenses in the league. They went up Baltimore and one, and they seem like they're getting, going to get improved. Corey Clay and Flacco he's playing pretty well. So, you know, I think, think the Browns have a – man, I don't know. You, you, you predict the skills? You think Flacco is going to keep it up? No, I mean, from, I think his level of play will be fine, but it's about his injury. I mean, he's an older guy. I don't, I don't know if he can – if he holds up, I think they're right. If not, um, yeah, I agree with the Bills. Yeah, MVP. Did you go to the practice squad? Did I hear a report huh? right? Did they go to the practice squad? Yeah, I heard that too, but I didn't understand the, the, the methodology of that. Apparently, it's a protocol thing where uh, – if you elevate a player, for, excuse me, to the elevated player from the practice squad to your 53 roster for a game day, the next day after the game, just go back to the practice squad before you can, like, you know, offer him a contract and, and sign to the actual active roster. So I think that's what happened. They named him the starter. So. Check his point differential. <laughs> Yeah. All right. On that note, let's get to final thoughts. We'll start with JB. Final thoughts. Uh, great fantasy football season. Thankful to uh, finish first. Hopefully, I'll be able to say the same thing. The playoffs are done. And great win for the Cowboys. Keep the momentum going. Keep the momentum going. Um, don't worry about anybody else. Just worry about you and just handle business. Okay. K-Star? Um, man, he was a trash. He's lost to the Cardinals. It was the fucking Patriots. So, hope we play better. Like, we're 76 here. It feels like we're 1 in 13 or something. Um, and also... Shout out to Train. Train, I love you. You've been so disrespectful. I had to hit you back. But uh, what the record show, Train is a great analyst. I'm just talking shit. All right? Give me the energy. Love you, buddy. Hey, kudos, K-Star. You did bring the energy tonight. I, I can't I can't knock you. You brought the energy. So, good job. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Dr. Train. You should be, you should be, be glad I'm at work. <laughs> so you better be glad huh? I'm getting ahead of it, buddy. It's right. <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, respect the office. But hey, um, good Seymour Bears get what I consider a quality win. 
Now all we got to do is win out. You know what I'm saying? For the K-Stars predictions. You know, I could just they could just be I could just call them a playoff team. You know what I'm saying? According to K-Stars, I can do that. You know, we got what one of the top five defenses in the league. Justin Fields is finding his footing. Man, let's go. I mean, we ain't got nothing else to lose anyway. So, next up, the Browns. Let's get it. So, okay. call that number five ranking of the Browns. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe by default, they might, they might still be there. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll I'll be brief for a change. Go Cowboys! You guys are on a, you're on a nice roll. Now is not now is the time to uh, turn it up another level. Okay, it, it's time. You know, it's not the time to read the press and hear everybody praising you and giving you your flowers. Now you ain't accomplished nothing. You've done nothing, and just remember that you've accomplished nothing. You go into Buffalo hungry, and you go there to win. Period. I don't give a damn if it's a one-point win. You go there to win. Keep this momentum going. Keep it going. Okay? Dak, keep doing what you do. You you had your little fumble. Okay, that's cool. Got it out your system. We good. Now let's go back and let's play some football and let's beat these Bills. And that's all I got to say about that. So, gentlemen, thank you for a a great show. Thank you for carrying me. I didn't have my normal pizzazz, but uh, I'll be better next week. So for Dr. Train, for JP, JB, <laughs> for K-Star, good luck with fantasy football. Playoffs start uh, this week. So good luck to everybody and, and all the leagues that are starting this week. Good luck out there with your fantasy football games. And, uh, hey, like we say every week, all feuds settled on the field. We'll see you next week. Good night, everybody. <laughs>